Welcome to the Dream Again podcast, where we provide common sense education and empowerment that gives hope to everyone, from the financially distressed to the financially secure. Here are your hosts, Brandon Smith and Stephen Resset. Brandon Smith, Stephen Resset. I am excited to be with you today. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited to be with you today. Yeah. This is always one of the highlights of my month, week, day, or even my year. <laughs> well, I'm grateful for that. Uh, what are you thankful for in your life? Wow. Coming right out of the gate at you. Yeah, like we just had Thanksgiving, and oh, wow, what am I thankful for? Well, what did you say around the table? Obviously, I mean, were you lying to your family? No. Um, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful for the pace of life mm. that we are currently living. Um, if we went way back, I think several episodes ago, we talked about uh, just a simpler, more meaningful life. Yeah. And I think that's something that we did well this year. You know, from the outside looking in, there were definitely busy seasons or mm-hmm. moments that were felt like a rush or a whirlwind. Um, but I think just the pace that we've had more downtime than recent years and Mm. it's just it's been good really thankful for that yeah it is a good time of the year here in the holiday season where you reflect look back over the year college football on tv nba nfl watching that and just being with family but there are are a lot of christmas parties there's a lot going on as well so that that can be somewhat tough to balance at times but you're feeling restful i am i'm feeling really good you're fired up yeah how about you? What are you thankful for? What did you say at the table? <laughs> well, and we've talked about this often, but I am thankful to be married to a wonderful woman. I've got a beautiful daughter. Love my job and just feels like there's a really nice flow in life as well right now. Doing the things that I find meaningful that are in line with my values, coaching some basketball. We're off to a good start. Awesome. So, yeah, it's a, it's a busy season, but yeah. It's a good one as well. Yeah, sweet. Well, I think that that might be something we can talk about today is some values. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me. How did you how did you set up this last year to be in a position that you're feeling good about it? Where you're not overwhelmed and busy? Is there something that you guys did that's yeah. effective? You know, well, there. I saw this quote, and we've used it at our office, just as we're looking to innovate and do things differently. And I love this quote by Robert Frost, uh, two roads diverged in a wood and I, I took the one less traveled and that's made all the difference. It was like do, doing something different, go not being status, going against the flow is where you mm-hmm. see the world differently, innovate new experiences. And so I really had this idea of like, what are some like, you know, you see life hacks on social media that people post all the time and these are really shortcuts to mm-hmm. life. And I remember one night thinking about that just shortcuts and I don't know why, and th- maybe this is just me, but I think when we hear the phrase shortcut, we think um, that there's a negative connotation, sure. cutting corners, trying to, you know, not do our best. Right. Don't you remember your parents yelling at you when you were a kid? Don't take a shortcut. Yeah. Don't yeah. no no cutting corners. I remember yeah. in, PE, when you're running the gym, they would yell, you know, don't cut corners, go all the way around the edge. And so this, I guess that was just kind of in me that shortcuts are a bad thing. 
But I also look at like today and the advancement of the world and a shortcut is having Siri in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Like there was a day and a time when you needed to know the definition of a word. You had to get in your vehicle (laughs) or walk to the library and get a dictionary (laughs) to look it up. But right now it's in our pocket. And so I think there's there's shortcuts to a healthier life, a healthier lifestyle. And if we if we learn these shortcuts or life hacks, um, you know, one we've talked about in the past is avoiding certain people to protect your emotional health. Sure. Isn't weakness. That's wisdom. That's that's a shortcut to a healthier life. So this is a really long answer to your question. Um, so that was kind of the journey I was on. And so one of the things my wife, Joy, and I do each year, and we just a couple of weeks ago did this, is uh, we plan a staycation, essentially, here in town. Uh, we go and stay at a hotel. Uh, Friday night, went and got massages, mm. went, went to dinner, and then we began to look at our 2023 calendar. Actually have a printed out paper copy of the calendar where we're able to make notes of what weekends were unavailable, uh, different uh, life events or family events that are important to us that we really value mm. uh, of making that, making sure that's in the calendar and hey, here's what we're saying yes to uh, so that we know what we can say no to. Uh, the next morning we continue on our calendar. Uh, we then begin to look at our budget as we plan the new year and make sure our budget aligns with what we want to accomplish with, with our time. And then we went to a Grizzly football game. Yeah. Went and hung out, watched the Grizz, and then went and grabbed dinner, went back to the hotel, and worked on our family vacation plans and made sure that that fit the calendar and what do we want to do next year and budgeting. And and we came away from that weekend really equipped and empowered to have the most successful 2023 ever. I think a lot of people enter their career their job they make decisions they do in life because of the potential earning capacity Mm -hmm. and perceived lifestyle sure yet every one of us is busier than we've ever been yep and we're still not satisfied with the results from our effort Mm -hmm. so something has to change and I, i think the only thing we can change is how we manage our time and being very intentional with our calendar and so when uh, when you and joy get together on those staycations where you're lining out your whole calendar how do you come up with what you're going to do is there a certain process that you go through like or is it just a brainstorming session like hey we really want to go on this vacation Uh, like tell me that process a little bit i'm really interested in that yeah so it's always going to be different from year to year um, I do have a formula I've created, you know, I do a lot of travel for work and events mm-hmm. and speaking at conferences. And so we've built out a formula based on, uh, how many days are we going to be away from home? What's this going to cost us? What's the potential revenue we make from this? Do we have any desire to go to this place? Uh, does it bring us value and joy and is it necessary at all? And we actually have an Excel that formula built out where we plug in the numbers on a scale mm. for each of those questions. And that tells us, you know, this event's probably a no. This is probably a no. This is a maybe. Take it or leave it. This is probably mm-hmm. a, a yes or this is for sure. Yes, you're missing out on a great opportunity. Yeah. And so each year that looks very different. Like we all use that for traveling and speaking and conferences and work-related events. But in terms of our family and vacation, we bring our kids into that conversation. Sure. Based on their age, like what would be a great vacation for you? We, we had this idea this last year that we were going to do a road trip to the Oregon coast and then down the coast of California and Disneyland and San Diego and hit the zoo and then drive back. But what we found as we talk as a family is uh, 
two of our kids really have no desire at this stage in life to see the Oregon coast or the Redwood Forest. That <laughs> yeah, it's boring. kind of an older, th- yeah, right. yeah, for sure. And so we're like, you wouldn't think about that. Right. Yeah. So we're like, wait, okay, that. so I, exactly. I would love it. My wife would love it. Our oldest daughter would love it. So yeah. I just threw our two youngest under the bus. They're, they're not into the scenery <laughs> thing yet. Uh, so with family, like, hey, what would be a great vacation? What, what are the things that would be the most fun or enjoyable for you? And as we piece that together, it actually forms some ideas and strategies. So what we thought was going to be a road trip down the coast then turned into, I've got three girls in my household who really want to see Taylor Swift. (laughs) So now we're planning a vacation around Taylor Swift's calendar schedule. That whole debacle with tickets, you know, it didn't work out. We didn't get tickets. That was a crazy mess on Ticketmaster. So that kind of scratched our plans there. But as we're having these conversations, realized, wait, maybe like a family cruise would appease everybody. We're all on the same page. Uh, And so we haven't booked anything, but we're looking and having these conversations because it comes back to our values. So your, your question of how do we pick and choose what's on the calendar, it really has to align with our core values, what's most important to us. It isn't so much about the event, it's Mm -hmm. the values and the goals. I want to look back at the end of 2023 and not wonder, where'd all our time go? Man, this year flew by. I want to be intentional with Mm -hmm. every day, if not every minute of every day. What what are you guys' core values? What are you guys trying to make sure is the main thing? I, I think what's most important in your life is going to be determined by the season you're in. Okay. Um, I think it can change. And so I, I think you really have to start at asking yourself, hey, what matters mm-hmm. in your personal life? What is most important in this season? Because as we look back at different seasons of life, you know, Steve and I, I'll just, when you were in high school, what mattered? What was most important? Girls and sports. Girls and sports. The game on Friday night. Everybody mm-hmm. looked forward to that. And then you get into college and your priorities change. And then you have the birth of your daughter mm-hmm. and your priorities change. And then you get, you know, you're recently married. Your priorities have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in a busy season. Basketball season just started in your coaching. Priorities change. And so I don't think this whole life balancing is perfectly splitting the pie into equal proportions and knowing yeah. how to manage our time. It's about being present, being there for what matters most. And so we really have to define what matters most. And for our family, Right now, what matters most is family, mm-hmm. time together. Um, I don't mean it to sound cliche-ish, but we've heard over and over as parents, oh, enjoy every minute with your kids. It goes by fast. It, it does. does. It, it's going by really fast. Yeah. Um, and so I want to hold on to that as long as possible. And as our kids are getting older and their lives are getting busier with school and athletics and other academic programs, they're busy. Mm-hmm. And so our time is very, very limited. And so for us, if it if it isn't any decision we make that isn't best for our children is probably a decision we're not making. I like that. One of the other things we've talked about, Brandon, is some of the things that you really love to do that don't feel like work. So you do a lot of speaking engagements. You go to places where you get to impact business owners or other agents in the industry. And that, that kind of seems like your flow. And so when you're looking over your calendar, is that pretty easy to schedule those in because you're like, Oh, I love to do this. This is something that lights me on fire. That's better than sitting at a computer all day. You would think so, but honestly it's the opposite. Um, because me speaking, me being on stage, me encouraging, motivating audiences that does nothing 
for my wife and children. Yeah, that's a good point. That that's all for me. And I think one one of the struggles we have with with life balance in our calendar is we're doing too many things. We're mm-hmm. we're trying to do so much all the time. And so a couple of years ago, I think I had 41 outbound flights out of Missoula to different events, vacations, family get together, you know, obligations. Mm-hmm. It was just nuts just how busy we were how many times i mean when you know the tsa agents by first name at the missoula airport <laughs> you're flying way too much um flights where you get home at 10 p.m 11 p.m mm-hmm. go home empty your suitcase repack it and you're back at the airport at 7 a.m the next day like yeah that was our life um yes enjoyed the events enjoyed the people enjoyed the memories but the season of life we're in now was hey i'm only going to be a part of X amount of events this coming year. Sure. What events align? The, do I score high for me in terms of yeah. value, opportunity, relationships, and which ones are take it or leave it or just need to be a no? And they have to be in that margin, right, where it's not taken away from your kids. So if your kids had an, an event, a uh, game, or something like that, you're trying to first go there and then Absolutely. fill in the gaps. Yes. Number one, and my kids know this, I will never travel or be out of town on their birthday. Hmm. Always going to be home. They're That's priority. Awesome. They're number one. Uh, number two, I'm not going to miss their event, their sporting event. Yeah. Um, now does life happen and you have a trip planned and you're booked and you're speaking somewhere and then a game gets canceled due to a snowstorm and happens to get rescheduled the day you're out of town? Sure. Yes. Sure. But my family understands the values and the principle mm-hmm. behind how we plan. So when we, when we go and, you know, when Joy and I looked at our calendar, hey, we knew the events we want to do. We're able to plug those into the calendar and we just have to be disciplined and say, okay, no more. Yeah. Um, this is what we're doing because this frees us up to achieve the lifestyle we've dreamt of and what we wanted. I love that. Um, so I, I think it's more being content with a simpler, more meaningful life. Mm-hmm. And we've just developed a system. You know, I've, I've spoken a lot about time management and life balance and how to create a perfect calendar. And I think some of the things we do, outsiders could look in and say, wow, that's, that's pretty legalistic. You, you have a, a really legalistic schedule and calendar. Mm-hmm. And perhaps I do. But I know we had to develop a system and a strategy that helps us get right. what we want out of life. Yeah. Yeah. Your calendar is reflecting your values. Absolutely. Reflecting what you want instead of, you know, just going through the motions and being like, well, I hope I hope everything fits and works out. I love that. And I, I, are you naturally a planner? Is your wife naturally a planner? Is this something that, because I'm thinking about our audience right now, there's a lot of people that are, you know, shooting from the cuff that aren't as organized and that, that there's some utility to that. Those are fun people. Those are great people to be around, but were you naturally a planner all your life or is this something that slowly but surely you got better at you got more reps at, and then now you go for a weekend staycation with your wife and you can set up the whole year, you know, and there's some shifting in there, I'm sure, but you, uh, you've really improved at. I am. And I, I think, you know, opposites attract. I am more of a, planner and a visionary than my Mm -hmm. wife is she brings other strengths to the table and so part of our weekend of planning out the year there's a reason friday night was massage and (laughs) dinner and hanging out you know wine and dine her sure in exchange for focused time on topics that aren't her favorite Um, but she understands that i'm at my best when we have a plan and are working towards a common goal but, you know, one of the challenges is 
you know, even being a planner, Stephen, and, and having an ideal plan and expectations, what if I'm doing the wrong things? What if I'm planning mm-hmm. the wrong tasks, the wrong events? And uh, Peter Drucker, I think in one of his books when he was speaking, he once said, there's nothing quite so useless as doing with great efficiency something that shouldn't be done at all. Mm. And so I think every decision we make, even if you're a planner or not a planner, has to come back to your core values. What's important to you? What matters most to you? And, um, and I think you have your ideals, your idealistic life mm-hmm. of what perfection looks like, and then you get to your more personal values. This is Buff Reynolds, producer of the Dream Again podcast. We hope you're enjoying today's conversation with Stephen and Brandon about values and how they help us to plan and lead us to make decisions. Please be sure to visit glidewell.pro forward slash blog and also be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And now, back to the show. I I love that you said that because we do often, often we get really involved in the wrong things that don't bring us life that aren't exciting to us and that isn't adding value to other people. And actually there's this little card deck called the values card deck. It's like $24.99 on Amazon. It's the simplest thing in the world, but they just have these like hundred cards with words on it and a definition it has different values on it. And the goal of it is what, what are some of those values? Like <clears throat> leadership, adventure, uh, would something like patience okay could be like honesty compassion kindness integrity those type of exactly they're just words and it doesn't necessarily you have to fit into their box a word can mean a different thing to you integrity might mean something different to you than it does to me and basically this this process is you whittle it down until you get to these five core values which is so so incredibly hard you wouldn't think it's hard but you have to reflect over your life you have to reflect on the things that make your heart light up. And then when you get to that, you have these five things. And I'll go through mine here in a second. And then you can start piecing your life together that fit into those five core values. And it actually just simplifies the whole process. You think it would make it more difficult? No. When a decision comes up in my family with, with my wife and child, I go back to my core values and I'm like, does that fit in with who we are? Yeah. And you can even have family core values as well helps for teams you know teams have like their little billboard core right. values and mission and i've just found it so incredibly useful so you you know your values like mm-hmm. you could rattle off your four or five that you have absolutely um and they change they change in different seasons like you were talking yeah. about sometimes one is is different so it's it's useful with a big life decision or a big life change to go through it and make sure you know what they are yeah. again you know, Some don't change. Yeah, I want to come back to that and, and hear more about your values and how, how you came to that. But one of the, uh, I guess, struggles maybe I have is when I look at society or the business world, it appears mm-hmm. that everybody is just out there to build an empire, just right. to grind and grind and make as much money as possible and have the nicest house in the neighborhood, the nicest cars, the nicest boat, and they're still empty, still mm-hmm. exhausted. And, um, you know, there's a billboard in the Missoula area right now that has a picture of a camper trailer with a couple and their two children sitting by a fire roasting marshmallows. Mm -hmm. And it's an advertisement for a bank. And it says, 
need more family time, interest rates starting at <laughs> 5%. And we all know that that's not true. That's not a perfect picture. That, mm-hmm. that's, that's idealistic. Right. Because what happens is that family goes camping. The two kids are running off, playing in the river, getting wet, dirty, climbing trees. Mom and dad are sitting at the fire, not roasting marshmallows, but arguing over, I can't believe we're out here. I should be home working, paying for this camper that we can't mm-hmm. afford. Well, I didn't want to buy the camper anyway. It was, And that's what the situation really looks like. Mm-hmm. That's real life. That's real life. And so... When do we as a society, as people, just learn contentment mm-hmm. with our current situation? It's never going to be idealistic. It's not going to be a utopian life. And so if you made a million dollars a year and then you made $2 million the next year, that really doesn't change your life. You're not buying that another a yacht or a jet. Right. Sure, you might eat at a nicer restaurant or shop at you know Target, not Walmart. You know, like those sort of <laughs> things. But it's not changing. And so, uh, I love that you do that. I love these cards. I may need to check them out because when I I answered your question, I just came back to family as my Mm -hmm. one, but perhaps I have other core values that I'm not aware of because I haven't done this exercise. It'd just be another filter for you. Right. And so family's not a bad core value. It's like, we want to be together. We want to spend time. The kids are growing up quick. Let's be here now. That's present. Just what you were talking about. We want to be present with them and that Dictates yeah. our vacations, dictates my work schedule, dictates... The yeah, so I, I love that you do that. So so back to you and these cards, Where, what are you? What's, what matters most to you in your life? What's your decision-making process? Yeah, so the, the one that I put on top is, is my faith, uh, my relationship uh, uh, with the, kind of the spiritual aspect or with, with God. So I like to put that one, well, that is number one. And number two is I have discipline uh, on there. So... Things that require discipline are important to me. I don't know why. I love You are it. one of the most disciplined people I've ever met. I'm serious. But one of the things before I get to three, four, and five that I was thinking about when you were talking about what's the ideals versus reality, an important phrase that's helped me in my discipline to not beat myself up when I'm not 100% is I do that more often than not. Okay, so if I don't go to the gym on a Monday morning, well, that's okay because more than more often than not, I go to the gym. If I ate a Big Mac and then I didn't want to eat that because I'm trying to eat healthy, well, more often than not, I don't eat. I just think that's so huge for perfectionists or high-disciplined people or looking out at Instagram and there's all these you know celebrities or millionaires or influencers or whatever. You think that they're, they're doing it perfect, but that just took so much pressure off of me. So that, that was my little well, quip, quip on no, discipline. No, that's like tweetable quote right there like you give yourself room to not be perfect yeah you plan you create margin for Mm -hmm. the days you mess up slip like yeah and i've heard you talk about that too like the 75 percent right that's similar to i do that with my calendar Yeah, yeah like I, I schedule time for margin. Life's going to happen, and if I hit my ideal week, ideal week at 75%, it was a great, great week. But I have never taken that same principle to i got to get in the gym five days a week because if I miss it Monday, mm-hmm. 
I failed. There, there's no in between. Right. Because so then you don't want to go back dude, to the gym brilliant. the next day. That's brilliant. Because now I'm a failure. Why would I go to the gym? I'm a failure. Right. That's how I used to be. And it was like this cycle of, you know, bi- I, binge, relapse, binge, relapse. If my goal is to work out five times and I miss Tuesday, I don't go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday because I've already missed my goal. Yeah. Dude, I really like that. Yeah. It's, it, life hack. Talk about life that's, hacks. It's great. Uh, number three, I have autonomy. And basically what that means to me is just, being able to have freedom within, so it's kind of the opposite of discipline, right? But I love the freedom of to be able to make my own schedule, to have a, a short notice lunch, to be able to work from home. You know, just the flexibility of not having to clock in, clock out. Now, there's some personality types, some that work in our company with us, that love to clock in and clock out and know exactly what they're going to do all day long. And I admire that. That's not me. I, I'm going to push you a little bit on that freedom. Uh-huh. Um, is one of your core values, is it freedom or is it flexibility? Well, it might be. Not, or are they the same? Well, I put autonomy, but maybe the better word that I'm looking for so, is freedom. So you like to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Correct. And I don't mean that in a because I'm, selfish way. It's just the way you're wired. You, I'm self-motivated. Yeah. You're disciplined. I'm disciplined. Yeah. I, I don't need anybody else to discipline me or motivate me or give me tasks to do. Where do you think that comes from? I, probably sports. Okay. Probably that. And I was very undisciplined when I was younger. Yeah. And I my life was going nowhere fast. So I think I learned over time that actually discipline is what I love because it 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 gets some structure to my life so I can have foundation and stability and now I have more freedom. I like it. So we got faith, we got discipline, discipline and autonomy. Yeah. And okay, the, number 4. Next one is leadership. I don't really know, but a lot of people have have come up to me in in life and said you're just a natural leader. And I don't I don't really know what that means, but you know it when you see somebody that has leadership qualities. Right. And this is not my wife is going to be like, "Okay, you sound so arrogant here, Steven." I just have often been the person in charge in certain situations. And so opportunities where I can lead, I thrive in. And it's not for my own glory and gain, hopefully, most of the time. It's so that I can empower, impact, and lead people to something better than where they're at. Leadership's a skill set that's developed over time. You weren't born and your parents weren't, congratulations, Mr. Mr. (laughs) Russett, here you have a little eight-pound leader. Like it's, you you grow in that and you become that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think anybody can learn leadership skills and just the influence in your leadership is what changes the, the size of your influence, so. And a lot of people don't want that. Yeah, the responsibility. The responsibility. Right. I do. Yeah. I, I thrive and I crave it. And it, it doesn't make life easy all the time, but it, I think it makes life a little more challenging yeah. and uh, fun. And it's just, I mean, one of the reasons why I coach. And so, and I know you're a leader as well. Um, that's why we, you know, get along so well and work together so well is because of that. It's leaders pushing in leaders and you challenge me and I like that. Um, and then my last one is relationships. Healthy, thriving relationships yeah. are so important to me. Okay. And that, that one's obvious. I don't have to go much into detail there. So when I put that all together, and I have a story to reflect on this, which I was thinking about this morning. 
I used to be a firefighter um, before I came to work in the financial insurance industry, and I loved that job for many, many reasons. They pay you, Brandon, to work out. Like two hours a day, they pay you to work out. That was like the best thing ever. Not to mention you're running into the woods, you know, putting out fires, chainsaws, calling in helicopters. Rad, rad job. The only problem with that is you're you're called out for 14 days at a time. You got to sleep on the hard ground. You're dirty, smelly, stinky. And I was looking around at my firefighting job, and there was two things that were missing. Number one, I saw these, you know, slightly older gentlemen than me that were really, really competent firefighters. They were super good, and they weren't going anywhere. So there was going to be no opportunity for me there to lead. They were already really great. And then the other thing was the freedom. When you come in the morning, you're there. There's no going away for lunch. There's no... Hey, let's go get a coffee. There's no, I'm going to come pick up my daughter from, from class. There's none of that. You are locked in on those shifts. So even though that job was like so unbelievably fun in so many ways that hit some of my core values, it didn't hit those two core values. So it has to go. And it's just a really effective way that I've had to make decisions. Yeah. Like coaching basketball, that hits all of my checklists. So that's something that I want to pursue. Working where I work right now, that's something that hits all my checklists. So I work here. And so I don't know if that's helpful for our audience, but I just it's just been such an, an awesome tool yeah. to, to go about making decisions in, in your calendars. You know what stands out? Sta- yeah, absolutely. And what stands out to me is not <laughs> one of your, your values, not one of your you know, most importance in your life is a tangible item or an unrealistic expectation. Mm-hmm. Those things don't matter. You didn't even talk about income or earning capacity. Like a paycheck isn't one of your values. No. Um, and so, that, I mean, that that goes into a whole nother conversation for people looking at their jobs and their life and their career, just, you know, a culture conversation. Um, I would love at some point, it'd be great if we could do a, an episode on just decision making. Yeah. And how to make make decisions what's the process because we have so many preconceived ideas and life experiences that push us one direction when yeah um so and and the old uh just follow your gut or follow your heart that, that yeah. might not be the best way to do it yeah it, it takes time preparation and that's something i love about you brandon that you talk about all the time is just being organized having a plan putting in the time i mean you're the you're the budget master that takes a little work up front but then you can just flow out of that. And that's the same with decision-making. And I would love to talk about right. that at some point too. I've never been called the budget master, but <laughs> thank you. I think that's a compliment. I, <laughs> um, that's awesome. Uh, no, great, great conversation. Um, I'm feeling a little insecure right now. I'm looking up at the scoreboard here and it's Steven values five, Brandon values one. Hey, but at uh, least I got, got some one. work to do. I got some work to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel uh, family's not one of your values, so maybe I do have a leg up here. 
Uh, no, great, great conversation. Um, we're going to put the in the uh, the notes here of the show the link to those cards on Amazon. Yeah. I'm going to get some for myself. And anybody listening that wants to check those out, check out the notes. Uh, we'll have those there. But hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving and Christmas is right around the corner. So Merry Christmas to you and all of our listeners. And we will see you on the next episode of the Dream Again podcast. Thanks, Brando. Have a good day. See you, Stephen. Bye. If you have found value in today's podcast, we would love for you to rate the show and leave a review. You can check out more resources that Brandon, Stephen, and the Glidewell team have by visiting www.glidewell.pro slash blog. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss what we have for you next week as we continue to motivate, encourage, and challenge you to dream again.